welcome to the Counterpoint podcast. I'm your host, Jan Striak, and today we are going to talk about FWA, or Fixed Wireless Access. In our previous podcast on FWA in 2020, we scratched the surface discussing how this killer app for 5G is helping in bridging the digital divide globally. In the latest episode today, we will dive a little deeper to talk about developments, trends, and momentum in the FWA space that we have covered in our latest report. So with me today is senior analyst Tina Liu, who is joining us from Argentina. She looks after our LATAM research. Hello, Tina. How are you today? Hi, Yang. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And we also have senior analyst Parv Sharma joining us from India. He tracks the semiconductor market, focusing on telecom, IoT, and the smartphone industry. Hello, Parv. How are you? Very well, Yan. Thank you. How are you? Yep, very good. Thanks. Okay, so let's get started. So, Tina, before we talk about FWA in detail, can you tell us a little bit about the current broadband connectivity situation? Thank you for the question. Yes. So, just to give a little bit of background, how the connectivity scenario is currently worldwide. Last year, we said that about 48% of the household around the world have access to fixed broadband. Now we have 49% of the household around the world having fixed broadband access. But this is including China. When we get China out of the whole equation, now we see that only 32% of the household had fixed broadband access by the end of 2021. So that is the big gap between the households having access to fixed broadband. Just thinking 68% of the household around the world do not have fixed broadband access. And going to the next level, even that this 32% of the household that has fixed broadband access the currently the most used technology is DSL, especially in Europe, Middle East and Africa, and APAC, obviously excluding China. So you now when we look at this, then after the pandemic, we realized that the Texas technology need an upgrade as the users start demanding faster speed than 100 Mbps and then more people accessing within a household then it's pushing to newer technology and faster technologies, which is fiber or FWA. So this is how the connectivity scenario around the world is right now. Okay, great. Thanks for those insights. And so as you mentioned FWA, so FWA has been touted as a killer app for closing the digital divide. Can you tell us why that is? Yes. So fixed wireless as FWA, it's not a new technology we already seen two generations of solutions, first with the WiMAX, and then after that, the 4G or LTE that we have previously. And now this is the third iteration, so it's the 5G. And previously did not fly as much because it was not fast enough. But right now, as we say, we need faster technology and 5G definitely provide that speed that latency and the bandwidth needed to the current usage, even future usage of fixed broadband access. And one of the biggest technology using that it's laying out right now, it's fiber, it's very costly, especially in rural areas, even in 
urban areas that is just not possible to the layout of the fiber, like in Europe. So this FWA, it makes sense for the last mile. And besides that 5G is not as costly as, as fiber, it's that operator already have to lay out this network. So operator currently have extra or idle excess capacity. And that is, they put it to use to offer fixed broadband. On the other hand, operators spend a lot of money to lay out this 5G network. But the return has not brought too much extra income to the operator. So operator looking to new ways to monetize that network that has been laid out. And so this is like a win-win situation for both sides. Operators can monetize it and have extra income on that network. And the users or the consumers have access to newer technology and faster technology and cheaper technology. So that's the the, the win-win situation. And that's what we call the killer app. Thanks. So we're seeing good growth in FWA, and you've mentioned some of the factors there, but can you cover some of the kind of the main factors driving the growth of FWA? Yes, certainly. So as I said before, this is most of the, the connections that we have right now, actually, furthermore, 21%. I mean, so it's the highest percentage of the current connection right now is in BDSL. And BDSL right now is good enough for the current usage of fixed broadband. But going forward between 24 and 25, this is not going to be enough because BDSL cannot offer more than 100 BNBPS speed. And FWA can certainly cover that need and provide that speed as a cheaper solution. That's why this is going to drive. and. All the operators around the world are moving into 5G network and 5G technology. So this is what is driving the need. I mean, we need a cheaper technology and cheaper plants, and FWA can offer that. Fiber is very costly. It's certainly the best technology, but it's very costly. As I mentioned before, the last mile connection for sometimes, you know, the backbone is would be fiber, but then the last mile connection would be using 5G technology. Think about places like that vast area, like the U.S., in which you have urban areas, but then you have big areas in between those big urban areas, though then or a lot of households in the rural area, then those places make sense to have, or there is no enough fiber laid out. So we see that's what it's driving the need. It's faster speed technology and cheaper technology. Okay, very good. Thanks, Tina. So let's move over to PAV and let's talk about CPE or customer premises equipment. Now, we've talked about the growth of FWA, but can you tell us more about how the pricing of CPE affects the growth of FWA? Yeah, pricing is a very important factor as we look into the overall broadband ecosystem. So how these CPEs end up with the consumer is that 
it's usually bundled by operators. So the normal consumer doesn't go and buy CP on their own, uh, unlike smartphones or some other uh, devices. So the price is very important. So it is kind of bundled in with the plan. Currently, if we look at the 5G CP prices, if these were closer to somewhere around $550 last year, and this year we expect these prices to come below $500, somewhere around $480, $460. There are a couple of factors here due to which these prices are higher. So one of the important factors here is that because of initial millimeter wave being popular in US and the warm cost of these devices were very high, and now as sub six is being rolled out and the pricing is falling but overall if we take a look at the cps or a router or gateways for homes so these are now more advanced and have multiple features built in so they like like they can control a smart home or they can offer wi-fi 6 with mesh solutions so that drives the price a bit higher so if we compare these with the latest LTE CPEs that are available currently, so that would be somewhere around even $100 or even, even less than $100. So unless the prices fall below uh, this $100 or closer to $100 for 5G, that will drive a huge momentum towards the growth of overall FWA ecosystem. Got it. And is the FWA CPE ecosystem changing, especially in the US after all the all the limitations? Yeah, specifically if we talk about the overall ecosystem, closer to like around 1000 models currently are available for these and even currently as per the GSA reports, around 80 plus operators have launched FWA and more than 400 operators are offering 4G FWA services. So overall, if we look at it from that perspective, a lot of newer vendors are entering the ecosystem. And currently for 5G, we have 72 or even more more than 72 vendors. And for LTE, we have closer to 100 vendors de- delivering these CPEs. Specifically, if we talk about US, so most of these operators, what they are doing is that they are partnering with Taiwanese ODMs like Vistron, Arcadian, and they are launching their own white label devices with either Verizon or T-Mobile branding on on top of it. So they are uh, tweaking and designing their own solutions, need bases, like if it is a millimeter wave device or if it is a sub-6 spectrum device. But overall, if we see, they are moving away from Chinese vendors, which previously in LTE, there were a lot of Chinese vendors, but due to recent political issues and the trade issues, most of these operators are looking to design their own, either partnering with ODMs or or using OEMs like Insego, ASCII, CASA Systems, and so on. Great. Thanks, Path. I'll come back to you to talk a bit more about CPE. But before that, Tina, can you tell us about the global 5G FWA versus 4G FWA subscription forecast that you've covered in your recent report? Yes, young Colonel. So we expect overall 4G and 5G FW subscription to reach 466 million by 2030. But right now, for as 2022, the global ratio, the forecast between 4G and 5G is 17% 5G and 83% 4G. So right now, most of the FWA connection is in 4G. And as Parv mentioned before, this is because 4G is still the prevalent technology 
around the world. But as we're moving forward, and after 2025, 2024 actually, then this ratio will turn around. And we forecast that by 2025, 60% of the connection will be 5G FWA. So 4G FWA still has some momentum until 2024, in especially in MEA, APAC, and LATAM. But after that, we'll be turning to 5G FWA, and that's going to drive the growth of this technology. Thanks. And can you talk about some of the key regions where you're seeing the growth of FWA? You mentioned some of them there already, but it would be also interesting to hear some of the factors that are delaying the growth of FWA in other regions too. Yes, thank you. So as we look in our report, we look at each of the regions. We not only look at at the global level, but then also in each of the regions. And we see regions, so currently APAC, US, and Europe are driving the growth of the FWA specifically. US having T-Mobile and Verizon very bullish pushing out as, you know, big operators pushing out. And, and I think they are the leading operators around the world in FWA and not only FWA 5G, but also FWA 5G millimeter wave. And but then they're not the only one. They may be the most we see most in the press. But then it's also in, in like in Europe, you have Italy, uh, fast web that really you know pushing FWA. They have a mix between fiber and FWA. You know, really bullish about it. And in APAC, we see many smaller operators in Southeast Asia. But also Australia. Australia is driving the growth of their, they have been, they are the early adopters and they have been very bullish pushing out the 5G FWA. And again, look at the, the geography of Australia. You have vast area between urban area and people that a lot of household that lives in the rural area. And that is what driving it for the operator is. Um, it's a better solution to, to adopt FWA. But then moving into the last region that we've seen that's been driving also the growth of FWA in 2021 has been Middle East on one side and then South Africa. They're both has been laying out massive 5G and pushing FWA in, in the regions. So in, the, in, in our report, we try to go and have a look at in depth these operators, what's the partnership, what network, who are they using as CPE providers? So we look at, at extensively in each of the leading operators and what's their plan on to, to drive the growth of this technology. Great. Thanks, Tina. Now, moving back to Parv, can you tell us more about the top FWA CPE players in the market? Yeah. Yeah. So overall, if we talk about from a CPE ecosystem, what we did in this report was we went through each of those CPE vendors and operator partnerships, as Tina was mentioning before, and we looked into what kind of solutions they are based upon. So if we look at it from a chipset perspective, so if a design is based on a chipset based design, so mostly we have uh, Qualcomm, MediaTek and even uh, Unisoc based solutions globally. 
but specifically if we look at from a from a western perspective so mostly us eu so we have uh, qualcomm that is dominating in providing these baseband or the chipset solutions and then we have seen mediatek entering this market with the chipset based solution and specifically if we look at us t mobile with the arcadian cpe recently had a mediatek t750 based chipset so if we talk it from a global perspective specifically apac china so unisoc based solutions are also entering the market and those are one of the cheaper 5g solutions which are available right now so there is currently a chinese vendor named toast kangvi so that has a product for 5g cp of somewhere around 150 dollars specific to either china or, or or the apac region mostly southeast asia where these cheaper solutions are available but if we look at from a overall global or or us or the european market these solutions are still higher because of just limited availability specifically from qualcomm and mediatek so overall if we see module vendors are also very important in this ecosystem so unlike the chipset based design module based designs are much easier to deploy as they enable faster time to market and they enable cheaper cpu design so all the leading module vendors like quicktel sierra wireless febocom simcom have solutions available for both 4g and 5g cpes and they are enabling a faster time to market solutions with these modules okay thanks so that's all the all the questions i have any last comments for me the review before we wrap up yeah just from a overall pers- perspective from a broadband competition and enabling the broadband connectivity 5g fw or even 4g fw offers a unique solution and which can be easily deployed across rural areas or the remote places and also it enables a suitable business model which can be uh, enabled for providing globally broadband connectivity great thanks tina any final words i totally agree with what par said and they definitely will help us to narrow the digital divide that we've been talking about since the pandemic started and so we truly believe that this technology will help more household to have access to this basic need that is fixed broadband have a fixed broadband access not only to work but then to study i mean this will be as we going forward then this fwi will definitely help us to have more household and people access to fixed broadband okay thank you so thank you to tina and parv for joining me on this podcast and sharing all those great insights and for our listeners thanks for tuning in please subscribe to the counterpoint podcast on your favorite streaming platform such as google podcast apple podcast and spotify to listen to all our all our podcasts you can also find our podcasts on counterpointresearch.com under the insights section thank you once again and wishing you all a great day bye bye